0: Hey there, writers! This is Kristin Kiefer, and you are listening to episode number 34 of the Well-Storied Podcast, where I share tips and tricks that help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives. Today, I am excited to bring you yet another new and improved article from the blog, this time all about pacing. This article was originally published on April 16th, 2015, but this week I decided to give it some major sprucing up, and now I'm here to share it with you today. You can find the article and transcript for today's episode, entitled How to Craft Strong Pacing for Your Story, over at well-storied.com slash pacing. Now let's dive in, shall we? Books are a little bit like amusement park rides. They come in all shapes and sizes, and even levels of thrill with enough variation that there are few who don't enjoy any sort of ride at all. But there is one element that all rides must have if they are to succeed. An expectation of pace. Fast rides fly. Slow rides meander. But it's rare that a ride will catapult between high and low speeds until the rider begs to be removed. Why? Well, the intense change in pacing would leave most riders bewildered. And likely a bit nauseated, too. The same goes for stories that lack consistent pacing. So let's avoid bewildering and perhaps even nauseating our readers, shall we? Buckle up, writers. We are about to go for a ride. First, we need to talk about what constitutes strong pacing. And let's begin by dispelling a common writing myth. The speed of a story's pace actually matters very little, in comparison to the consistency of the pace itself. Just like amusement park rides, stories of different paces will appeal to different readers, and that is a-okay. So let's worry less about whether our stories are too slow or too fast-paced, and instead focus on whether certain parts of our stories fall into one of those categories. The best way to create consistent pacing is not to fix pacing issues in revisions, though we'll certainly have to do that from time to time, too but rather to understand the foundations of strong pacing so we can begin building it into our stories from the start. Strong pacing, believe it or not, begins with structure. No matter which plot structure, or lack thereof, a book utilizes, most stories do hit a few key beats that ring true with readers. Beat number one, The Hook. Most books kick off with a first chapter that introduces the main character, Presents the way in which the main character is dissatisfied in life, and encourages readers to feel some sort of emotional connection with this character so they begin to root for their success. Beat number two is the first plot point. Somewhere around or before the 25% mark of a book, an event occurs that forces the main character to finally confront the dissatisfaction in their lives, or to do so in a new way. And so their journey begins. The third beat that readers recognize, the midpoint. Roughly 50% of the way through a book, the main character experience is a serious conflict that absolutely changes the game, pushing them to ignore any previous reservations and tackle their goal with renewed gusto. Beat number four is the climactic sequence. As we near the end of a book, the story's conflict reaches a fever pitch during the climactic sequence, a make-or-break moment or a series of events that determines the outcome of your main character's story. And finally, we have beat number 5, the resolution. In the final pages of most books, remaining loose threads are tied up and the main character's new everyday normal is established, hopefully a far better one than they had at the beginning of their story. These five story beats are so common across all storytelling mediums that books that lack them often seem off-kilter. Or should I say, off-beat. By therefore employing each of these major beats in your own stories, you'll lay the groundwork for strong, consistent pacing. But what about all the chapters between those beats? How can we ensure that readers stay interested long enough to reach them? Let's talk about throwing the emperor off his groove, shall we? While addressing plot expectations is a fantastic way to begin building consistent pacing for your story, it won't solve all of your pacing sp- story's pacing problems. Consistent pacing is all about the balance between action and reaction, cause and effect, conflict and consequence. No matter how you word it, if too few or too many of these types of scenes worm their way in between your story's major beats, you're going to throw the emperor off his groove. Sorry, your your pacing. You're going to throw your pacing off its groove. And that will likely get you, or rather your book, thrown out a reader's window. So how can we ensure our story's cause and effect plays out properly? This is where the pacing cycle comes into play. So, let's talk about the pacing cycle. In between each beat of a story, the main character typically cycles through four key stages. One representing action, and three representing reaction. This is what I like to call the pacing cycle, and it goes a bit like this. Stage number one. A conflict occurs. An instance of external conflict, be it a fight, a competition, an argument, etc., occurs, typically between the main character and the story's key antagonist, though any other antagonistic force or physical roadblock will do. This represents your instance of action. We then move on to stage number two, in which the main character addresses physical consequences. After an external conflict takes place, the main character is left to deal with the immediate physical consequences, which could be anything from stanching the bleeding of a wound to drowning themselves in a stiff drink or so on. This represents the first stage of reaction. Stage number three. The main character confronts internal consequences. After dealing with the physical consequences of an instance of conflict, your character should address or possibly repress the emotional ramifications of the conflict, which can range from joy at a victory to intense grief, fear, or anxiety surrounding a loss. This represents the second stage of reaction. And finally, we move on to the fourth stage of the pacing cycle. The main character accepts their new reality. It's only after dealing with both the physical and emotional consequences of the conflict that the main character is able to accept how the conflict has changed their lives and resolve to push forward despite or because of it. This represents the final stage of reaction. After a character has accepted their new reality, the pacing cycle repeats itself with the next instance of conflict. In some cases, these moments may overlap or interact, and that is all right. The key lies in giving your characters, and thus your readers, the opportunity to properly address each moment of conflict and consequence throughout your story. Bonus tip! Some writers find it helpful to maintain a relatively consistent word count during each cycle in their story. For example, if you wrote 4,000 words between your story's first two plot points, you may find it helpful to write roughly 3,500 to 4,500 words between the next two conflicts to ensure consistent pacing. This is certainly not a hard and fast rule, but this kind of structure can provide a bit of consolation to writers who struggle with consistency and often fear that they're throwing their story out of whack. But is there ever a time to break the pacing cycle? and your story's consistent pacing with it? Let's talk about that. When to break the pacing cycle External conflict is what keeps your plot moving forward, even in character-driven books, so I don't recommend skipping stage one of the pacing cycle at pretty much any point in your story. That said, there are indeed instances in which you should break from your story's consistent pacing. This should always be done strategically, however, rather than just incidentally. Remember, the point of pacing is to provide a general sense of expectation to readers, such as, The beginning of this story was rather snappy. Seems like it'll be a fast-paced one. Or, I love how detailed this story world is. I cannot wait to settle in. But there are, in fact, moments in which readers expect your story's pacing to increase or decrease in order to amplify its tension or to provide a necessary breather. For example, The Climb Towards the Climactic Sequence Most readers expect the pace of the plot to pick up as they near the story's climactic sequence, just as they expect the thrills of an amusement park ride to increase before they take that last terrifying plunge. In this case, you can increase your story's pacing, and thus its page-turning suspense, by cutting your character's reaction time. If your characters can't properly address the ramifications of a conflict before the next one begins— They'll be thrown into that conflict at a disadvantage, raising the stakes in that scene and encouraging readers to fly through the pages to find out what happens next. Or example number two, The Dark Night of the Soul. Building off of our first example, many books experience a dramatic decrease in pacing in the moments immediately preceding its climactic sequence, in a plot point known as The Dark Night of the Soul. In this instance, the story still increases in pace as it draws near the climactic sequence, but it gets sucker-punched at the very last moment, when the main character is blindsided by an unexpected loss. The main character must confront and overcome whatever remaining doubt, fear, flaw, or regret has plagued their journey, before they can rise from the ashes and tackle the climax of this story with renewed passion. Think of this instance as the split second at the top of a roller coaster when the whole world comes to a halt. Anticipation builds until the roller coaster finally plunges and you experience the biggest thrill yet. Or let's take example number three extended reaction times after major plot points. Another common place to decrease your story's pacing is immediately following its bigger plot points. This gives characters and readers alike A moment to pause and reflect on all that has happened, and to prepare for what's to come. If there are moments in your story where you feel like the plot or its characters could benefit from more or less action, don't be afraid to play around with the pacing cycle, adjusting or even cutting one or more of its stages. Just ensure that you're doing so with intentionality rather than a lack thereof, and you'll be the emperor of the groove your story needs. Writer, I hope you found a lot of value in today's pacing breakdown and got a kick out of all of my Emperor's New Groove references too. If you haven't seen that movie yet, I am assigning it to you for homework this week. Go watch it. It is hilarious. If you enjoyed this week's episode and would like to listen to more, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. I have also begun uploading all of the podcast episodes to YouTube. So while this episode won't yet be up for a few more weeks, you can use the link in today's episode description to listen to some of the past episodes that I've already begun to upload to YouTube. And if you'd like to take a quick moment to help the podcast grow, leave a quick rating and review on iTunes too, if you're able. That would be a huge help. And finally, as always, I would like to give a huge shout out to all of my patrons over on Patreon who help make this podcast possible by donating just a little bit each month. Every dollar counts and is just, just such a huge help. So if you would like to become part of the Well Storied team and help promote this podcast and all that I create for Well Wellstoried, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash wellstoried. Writers, thank you so much for listening in today. It means the absolute world to me, and I cannot wait to share more with you soon. Happy writing, friends. I will see you guys next time. Bye!